Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rehap Ups Podcast Finale Edition. That's right. We are here to talk about the Season 5 finale of the Mass Singer. It is over. We have a winner. We have a winner of the Golden Mask. We have a winner of the Golden Ear. We have a winner of the Golden Ear within the podcast. We have a winner of the draft within the podcast. There's a lot of winner talk here today, folks. And we're here to break all of that down. I am, of course, Puya, the controller. Zan McKeeley, excited to be back here once again. And as always, I'm here with my partner in crime. It's Liana, the phone clip for us. Liana, how are you doing today? <laughs> click, 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 clack. I'm doing great. I, I'm surprised that the season is over, but also happy that it's over. Like we've talked about previously, I feel like this was the perfect length for the season, a perfect number of episodes, and I'm just excited to wrap everything up today. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately this season went very well. Good pacing. 11 episodes and more unmaskings than usual. And I was happy with that. I was happy with the arrangement. I thought the wild card twist was good. We'll talk about the winner at the end. I kind of, I could take or leave the winner. Either works. I mean, I've also said this since the final six. Anyone winning would have been fine with me. So I am okay with the winner. But Mm -hmm. I do feel like there's some discussions to be had there. So we'll talk about the final three performances on the evening. And then also we asked for questions and you, the audience, sent them through. So we'll be talking and discussing those questions as well here today. Should be a fun jam-packed episode of nonsense yes and i think what you said about the fact that uh, like i don't okay let me rephrase i'm not devastated about who won but i'm also not super excited over the moon with who won i felt like in previous seasons i definitely had more of a more of an emotional reaction to the ultimate winner whereas here I I did feel a type of way at least the first night. So, you know, we watched it live with some of the events the initial night, but then after sitting on it, thinking about it, watching the episode one more time, ultimately, I'm at peace with the way that the season ended. Yeah, I'm also at peace with it. I will say I'm uh, this part I am not going to I'm going to stand my ground on worst costume that could have won from like the final <laughs> 6 on. Worst costume, not singer, costume. 
I mm-hmm. did I've not liked this piglet costume from the minute we got the preview at the beginning of the season. And who would have thought that costume would win? I know. I'm so sorry. Except hopefully what this means is the fact that the piglet ultimately ended up winning. They'll put his little face on some merch and I can purchase it for you in a gift that you'll hate. Why would you waste our money like that? <laughs> like, that's a very poor decision. I would much because... rather be in the audience on Holy Moly 3D and 2D. Oh, do you so... think I could get a package deal with multiple shirts? No, you cannot get up. But mm-hmm. don't do that. You you already give me so much crap for having <laughs> all these hoodies. And then you're going to get me show t-shirts. I feel like that's a mistake. <laughs> I know, but I'm petty. So it's fun. If you do that, I'm going to dish it back. Would you be willing to (laughs) let that happen? Okay, if you... Okay, let's say I did that for you. What would you get on a t-shirt for me? Um, I mean, I wouldn't divulge it now. I'd be smart about it and like... Oh, I see. Okay, all right. Well, let the war begin. (laughs) Also, I mean, we need to talk about this real quick as well. Um, last, Last week at the end of the podcast, I said, if you give us 115 ratings... We will talk about Holy Moly 3D and 2D at some point. We got, Liana, 117 ratings. (laughs) Coming in strong. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're going to coming up on the Mass Singer off season. Feels like the perfect time for a little bit of Holy Moly 2D and 3D. Yes. I mean, it's it's funny because like five of these reviews came in two days ago and um. One of them's by the Cludal Do, and it reads, "Holy moly, do I love this podcast!" So, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, okay, so- <laughs> okay, the third season is set to premiere on June seventeenth. So, I think that's that sounds doable for us. We can come back, cover an episode or so. two. We'll put it in the Mass Singer feed. To further confuse people. That work perfectly. <laughs> I mean, singing competition, potentially miniature golf competition. See, uh, no. Same, so same. it's like it's like singing competition, and they're like, why is why'd you give us this like why'd you send this podcast in to put in? I'm like, singing, oh, this is a swinging competition. Our bad. Our bad. We <gasps> oh. missed the W. Oh, they're part of the lifestyle. I see. I see. I see. You know, the lifestyle. No. What do you Not mean, that no? that kind of swinging. Oh, like swinging a golf club. Like swinging into this next segment. So the finale of The Masked Singer happened. and It did. <laughs> so how do you want to go about doing this Liana we can obviously because everyone knows at this point anyone who's listening to this knows who won knows who the three people are knows the order can we talk about some statistics that I want to bring to the table today yeah absolutely okay cool so uh, what I want to bring up is that every season so far of the Mass Singer US we get to the final three and then the final three perform and then the third place finisher gets announced unmasked blah 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 then the winner is announced and then the final two are unmasked second place first then winner Mm -hmm. so interesting statistics for you here liana five seasons four out of the five seasons now the performer who's gone on last has won the season 
But I I don't think it's it's not just that, isn't it? That the order is if you perform first, you get third. If you perform, oh no no no, because of the flamingo that was the one exception to that rule. The only season right? two didn't fall under this formula. Where in season two, the fox went first and won the whole thing, and then well actually the flamingo Liana did go second and came in second, and then the uh, came in third. Sorry, and then. The Rottweiler went last and came in second. That was the only season that doesn't follow this formula of exactly first performer, third place finisher, second performer, second place finisher, and last place winning. Oh, season one. No, see, that was the one I was thinking of. Season one, the Peacock went first and came in second. The B came, oh, okay. the B, B went second, but came in third, and then Monster came last. But look, the whole point is that if you go last, you have an 80% chance of winning <laughs> Big the mass Singer. That's wild to me. As soon as I'm not going to lie to you, so the chameleon went first, and I said, Look, this is me trying to metagame the whole thing. The chameleon goes first. I thought, Oh, okay. So the chameleon maybe has a shot to win for forgetting about the fact that the winner typically goes last. But then, <laughs> but then let me tell you when the black swan was announced second, that's when I was like, oh, it's done for her. It's, it's, it's either the chameleon or the piglet because we've never seen it. The person who goes in second win. It's very difficult because I do think the first person going on has the benefit of setting the tone for the night. And then the last person going on has the benefit of being the last memory you have of the show. And Mm -hmm. if they blow it out the park, whether or not the second performer or the first performer did well, you're more likely going to stick to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is evident here with these. So let's talk about the performance here of the chameleon. So I've watched each episode, the the finale twice. You've watched the finale twice separately mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. second one. So on the night when we watched it live, the chameleon's performer of Gangster's Paradise was phenomenal. On the rewatch, it stayed the exact same. It was phenomenal. I love that the chameleon's message was, I'm going to do what I'm good at. I'm going to be the only person ever to have done rap all the way through, and I'm going for the win. I appreciated it. I think this was a great, great song performance and choice by the chameleon because everyone knows Gangster's Paradise. Everyone has heard this beat. So when this beat comes on, everyone has the exact same reaction. Uh, what did you think about this performance? Okay. Um, yes. So, sorry, I, I had a thought pop into my head about the clue packages for each one of the contestants before I jump into Gangster's Paradise. Go for it, because I was going to not really acknowledge them, so it's actually good okay. that you have stuff to talk the, about, about. This is really the only thing I have to say about the clue packages, but I really felt like the clue packages set the tone for whether or not I was going to take that contestant seriously as a winner contender it felt very much like survivor and i noticed this more on the rewatch than i did the first time i I, I watched it but the chameleons is all about he signed up for his kid they watch the show together it's very wholesome like you said he wants to make history being the first rap contestant to win the piglets was also sort of very similar it was inspirational you know he was one of the first people to open his life to the public and we need to uncover our inner piglet i'm here to win blah 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 those two like very come across as there's something empathetic about their story followed up with and i'm here to win whereas the black swans was i didn't come here thinking about winning if I do win, that's a cherry on top, but I'm here to get the chips off my shoulder, get back to basics, get over my stage fright. 
And that kind of introduction just sort of sets you up to be like, oh, she, she, she's already a winner. You know, she, she didn't need to win. She's, she's already getting all of these benefits from the show, which I thought was very interesting. So if I was doing edgic on this, <laughs> I would definitely say that the black swan, just that clue package doesn't come across as I'm here to win. I, you know, I want to take home the crown. Right. Well, I mean, if you look, if you dig deep and look into stuff like that, then I think that does give you a more clear of an indication on who could be in the running potentially. See, I didn't catch that at all. So um, I went into the final two with the delusion that, oh my God, Black Swan could still win this. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so because what, you were going based on talent, not based on edit. <laughs> based on talent and what you. I felt about, yeah. So, what did you think about the chameleon's performance? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, all right. These are my two feelings about the performance. The night of, Oh my god. Getting up off my off my butt, dancing, having a great time. I felt like this was so so strong in the razzle dazzle. The backup dancers were very simple, just the black leotards with the basic masks. You had the pyrotechnics, everything just making this a a a show. Also, you get him singing a little bit, even though he didn't sing the chorus the first time around, he sang the bridge and the chorus later. So that was really nice to see. It felt like this was a performance that was really well thought out in terms of this is my finale performance. I want something that is covers all the bases from the razzle dazzle to the rapping to the singing. And it just felt really well constructed. And I had a really fun time with it. Yeah, I think that um there was like little bits and but like there was that one moment where it it becomes more of a song and less of a rap that Chameleon does, which I felt it came off as the Chameleon said, hey, listen, just to give you a small snippet, but I can't do it more than this. I can also sing a little bit. And I thought that was a very good choice. I really, really did feel like it was a great performance. But ultimately, the combination of going first and also getting two vocal powerhouses back to back after that makes mm-hmm. it hard to remember. The Chameleon is an act that would have 1000% benefited from going last because you want that kind of vibe, but you want it, like you need that live. You need that immediately. You don't want that mm-hmm. at the beginning of the night. You want that at the end of the night. So, I mean, I'll tell you this, right? If I hear, let's say, what song do I like vibing to? Um, insert 2000s pop song here that I love. Nostalgia. Okay, give me that. So, if I walk into a club at 10 and that song is playing, I'm like, I love it, but I'm also still settling in. I'm like, I'm going to need a drink. I'm going to, you know, see my friends. But if I hear that song right before closing at 2 a.m., I am on the dance floor. I'm cutting it up. I'm having a good time. That's how I felt with the chameleon. The chameleon 1000% is the type of act that would benefit from going later on the night than the beginning of the night. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's possible. Although I think going then after two emotional songs makes him feel kind of flippant. Like, oh, you're not going to take. Oh, oh, you're just here to have fun. You're not going to take this seriously. I don't know. I disagree with that. I feel like the clue package was already setting you up with the feels. So mm-hmm. if it's the exact same clue package and performance just put in later, I do think it would change it a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird because after this, that performance, I felt. Completely okay if the chameleon were gonna, was going to walk away with the win. Yes, same. I'm, and I feel like I've been a loud supporter of the chameleon. But to be honest with you, going into the finale, I had written off the chameleon completely. And 
after this performance, I did get a glimmer of hope and I thought, oh my God, maybe other people would be okay with the chameleon taking the win here. Because I, I recognize that not everyone's in the same boat as me where you hear the rapping, you're like, I'll take this. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there, you know, on the forum boards that are like, this is the mass singer. Where's the singing? So mm-hmm. knowing that, I had, did not think it might happen, but I was happy. I was happy I got the hope. And that's ultimately what mattered to me. I, I was just thinking about this. It's so funny that I think I had been writing the chameleon off since final six. And then finally, the moment where I accept that I'm okay with him winning is then when he comes in third. Yeah. So it's really just the power of me. The power of you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. chameleon. I shouldn't have accepted your greatness. It's clearly my fault you lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can take the blame for that. I don't mind that at all. Okay. So sounds good. <laughs> so then, I mean, then do you want to talk about the Black Swan? Yeah. So okay. I feel I'm I'm of two minds about the Black Swan's performance because her choice of song, doing a Michael Bolton song, especially this song in particular, Bolton just straight up belts. This is such a powerhouse of a song. And while Jojo is, of of course, a very strong vocalist, I feel like her pitch module, like the, like the vocal runs are really where her strength is. And she definitely showcased it here. And I thought that it was cool that she was able to do her version of the song. However, because that song has such strong vocals in the first place, it's just, it's like equal to the power of the song, just a different way of doing it. If that makes sense, like that she, she does a good job with it equal to the original, but just in a different way. And because of that, it's not this amazing standout performance that I necessarily wanted it to be. I love it when contestants do songs that have good vocals, but aren't, oh my gosh, balls to the wall, holy moly balls to the wall type vocals. And then they can turn that into something that is just incredibly strong. And because the original song was so good, it's tough to live up to that. Hmm. Well, I think that for me, this was a good performance, but it didn't blow my socks off. And I think that's the important thing to note here because I came in with my heart, my head, everything telling me I want the Black Swan to take the win here. So when I heard this performance, I for sure in the moment thought, I think you've beat the chameleon at this point. Are you going to beat the piglet? And it was fun. I like the chandelier setup. It looked good. I like that most of the song focus was on the Black Swan, not on anything in the background, which I did like as well. But the problem for me is if you pulled this performance and you put it in week four or five i would believe you that i would be like okay it makes sense that this was in this like final six you'd be like no this was in the finals i'd be like oh then it's missing a little bit of something Mm -hmm. and i only say this not because i am the best at knowing stage and song i am not but knowing what i've seen with these finals and which performances win the one that does the most ends up winning. So why did the Fox beat the Rottweiler? Even though we have both said, I'm pretty sure that the Rottweiler's rendition of Alive was one of the best vocal performances on the show ever because Mm -hmm. the Fox had 
the impact on the night. The Fox had the razzle dazzle. The Fox had the rapping. The Fox had the visual cues, the fireworks, everything in the background. The Fox had the vocals. So the Fox fired and left everything out that night. And if you told anyone that I was in the final six, they'd be like, damn, this is way too good for a final six. That's where that would be differing. Okay, so this is a little bit tangential to your point, but I think it maybe helps to explain at least what I'm thinking in terms of her performance, because I think not only do you want something that leaves it all on the stage, razzle-dazzle, blah, 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 whatever, but you want something that is easily... something that packs a punch in a very easily digestible way. Okay. So like, let's say for example, you are watching a TV show. Okay. And you're watching, I don't know, something like very simple to understand. You're watching friends and it's a sitcom and you're laughing and haha. And then you move on from it. And you know, there's not a lot of in-depth analysis that then happens. Let's say on the other side, you watch a Black Mirror episode and there's a lot of allegories and things to dig, dig into and a lot of thinking that goes into it. And you have to watch it again and you have to really take the time to consume it and absorb all of the greatness of the show. That's how I feel the Black Swans performance was. It was definitely more on the Black Mirror side of things than it was on the friend side of things, because when I re-listened to it, oh, my gosh, you see how truly talented she is. But that all of the nuance and the details and the precision is so hard to take in when you're just listening to it once and then it's over and you vote. And I kind of feel like the piglets was simple. It had a nice build, a nice crescendo, and then you hit the peak and then it was over. And there's not much more to it than that. Whereas with the black swans, it's so rich and deep that it's just hard to consume all of that beauty in one go. Yeah, I mean, I I understand where you're coming from with that. I think that um, ultimately the reason why some of the more uh, visual things help, the reason why they feed into it is because they are indeed the more simpler thing to check out, right? Mm -hmm. If everyone at the, I would say everyone at the show, which it's not, there was no audience, but if everyone pulls up with earbuds to this, I think Black Swan takes it. I simply, I believe so. But then when you look at, when you look at all the visual cues and everything else combined, I think sadly the piglet does get the win there. We're coming off very, I don't, I don't know if we're coming off very anti black swan or we're coming off very anti. I'm, I don't, my intention isn't to be anti anything, but I feel like I'm being negative. Okay. Here's the problem. Everyone's so talented. So it's very much nitpicking why we feel like one person succeeded over the other, right? Because I rewatched this, and if you had asked me, I would say the Black Swan should have won. She was by far the most technically competent, and in these three performances, she was the one whose vocals I thought were the most imp- impressionable and the most impressive. Mm-hmm. Last night, or when did we watch this? Two nights ago? When it was live, I would have said Chameleon. <laughs> most razzle-dazzle. Had the most fun. Got me jumping out of my seat. Having a grand yeah. old time. Then you have the piglet, who I think has an absolutely outstanding performance because it's a story. It's a great song choice, strong vocals. There was a, like I said, there was a build to the song that makes it feel like you're going on this emotional journey. So I feel like all of them really have their strengths. It's just sort of dissecting out what are the subtle nuances on a show where these singers are dressed in stupid costumes and we're spending so much time digging apart. I don't know. I just feel maybe it's the survivor analysis of it all wanting to come out of me, but it does feel like this is a, such an interesting case. 
And I love thinking about why someone may have succeeded over someone else. Mm -hmm. Well, I do think, especially with this, um, with these three, given how stacked the second half of this season was with regards to the people there, it's very interesting because we're literally arguing or putting under the microscope three performers that I think could have easily won on the night. And we've talked about this before. Your performance, your song choice at the end of the day counts. I genuinely feel like all three of them did picked a good song and did well. So I'm like starting to nitpick of like, okay, so let me see why justifiably this performer won. Let me see why justifiably this person lost. Um, right. And was there any case of robbery, which I think is a well, big thing <laughs> we do as a community of like, oh, this performer, the Rottweiler was robbed, right? So right. we do do that. So, so that's the thing is you could, t- you could have told me after I watched those three performances, the chameleon won, won, and I would have accepted that. You could have told me after those three performances that Black Swan won, and I also would have accepted it. You could have told mm-hmm. me Piglet won, which of course he did, and I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. And that's, again, we've said this time and time again, because the, the cast is so strong, and they all did such a fabulous job. Ugh, this season was great. I love this season. Amazing season. Amazing season. I um I will read some of the questions that we got later. Um, as far as like what people thought about this season, but I think all in all, it ended up being a very fun one and I enjoyed it. My experience was not dampened by the result at all, which is great. I feel like there's been some seasons where maybe that's not been the case or the journey was not good. This was both good on a journey level for me and on an ending level for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say before we move on to the Piglet's performance uh, in a, maybe a little bit more detail, but the whole thing with Jojo, because I don't, do you know the story about what happened to her where like her label screwed her over and wouldn't release her music and wouldn't let her sing or perform music or whatever? Did you hear about that? I did not. Would you like it to was, tell it was, me and the listeners? That, that's why, well, that's why she didn't release music for so long. Well, because she was sort of held up. She was held up in this whole. Re- okay. Well, I don't remember exactly all the details, but she had essentially signed, she signed, I think, with, Atlantic Records when she was, you know, a a baby almost, right? Because she mm-hmm. uh she she was so so talented so young. And then there was something where they screwed her over because shoot. All right, well let me look it up just to make sure I don't want to get any of the details wrong. Okay. Yeah, well, I think that ultimately if there's something we know as people who consume JoJo's music right when she came into the scene, we already knew Jojo was amazing and we were both very pumped when we found out Jojo was on the show um, after we successfully deduced the Montana clues, which I'm still not over. That was such a good discovery. Um, it was great to see Jojo on. And for me, she's she falls in a similar place to Chris Daughtry, where I go back to where I was when I first consumed that content and I wanted her to win for the same reason. I wanted that W because I feel like Jojo is someone who is very underrated from that timeline. I feel you think about so many artists that started around the same time as Jojo, look at where they went and it doesn't feel like Jojo was allowed to get there as well. Now that's not to say that her music hasn't been great because it has been, but I don't think she received the level of publicity slash infamy that the others got to bask in. Right. Okay. So, uh, did you do here are a few details? So, 
Uh, she found herself stuck in a painful musical limbo, engaged in a lawsuit with the record label she'd signed with as a child star, Blackground Records. She was unable to release any new music, and her catalog of work was scrubbed from sc- streaming services. Yeah, see, that's she spent brutal. a decade. She spent a decade fighting with her label, and she ended up winning the lawsuit in the end. That's good. That's so wild. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I remember reading something about this. Yeah, so, so see, like, I think once you read this especially, it's like, of course, of course she didn't care about the win. This was more than the right. win for her. She did mention when she's unmasked as well, and she had alluded to this before, she legitimately had stage fright. She legitimately was worried that she would forget how to do this. And getting to step in to this stage with the mask on with no pressure to just perform and do what she loves. Mm-hmm. She made it to the end. She didn't care about the result. And I love that for her because then mm-hmm. if there's anyone that's not going to be upset about the position they end the season on, it's her, which is perfect because that's the only person it should matter to over anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she released a new song. Uh, like uh, right after the show ended. Yes, she released it not that long ago because I just listened to it. Oh my god, what's it called? How do you not uh, know? I just watched it. <laughs> what was um? Tell me what was um the Wayne Brady song when Wayne Brady came? Creature out of Habit. After winning. Creature of Habit. That was the song. The JoJo song. That was JoJo's song. Yeah. yeah what was Wayne Brady's song? What was Wayne Brady's song? Uh, flirting with forever. Good. You passed the test. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, did she put any other music out since then? Let me look at his Spotify. Uh, no. Nope, 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 nope. He did not. Come <laughs> on, Wayne. Uh, so many winners of the Mass Singer just squandering their opportunities. Like I wanted T Pain to come up with an album without auto tune T- so bad. Listen, T Pain is a man of many things. Okay, he does a lot. I think T Pain's main thing was, hey, I proved to you that I know how to do this so yeah, let I me be yeah. let me live yeah exactly no i definitely think that was that's for sure what it was mm-hmm. and he has one of the best twitch intros ever so i'll forgive him for yes that. he doesn't stream nearly enough anymore but it's fine we'll allow him mm-hmm. yeah go on mm-hmm. yeah i'll allow it i'll allow it <laughs> okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You can, you can, we've talked enough about the Black Swan here. Let's go talk about the winner now. Oink, um, oink. So Maybe. let me tell you why. I believe after watching for the second time, because when, when I saw the performance the first night, I did not think the piglet was worthy of the win. Having watched it the second time and, and you knowing how much I do not like that costume, mm-hmm. I 100% believe that the piglet won the night. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, I agree with you. Because of what I said earlier, the fact that the song is it's faith faithfully by Journey, pretty straightforward. The song builds, it starts with a nice introduction. He's able to then just take it where he wants it to go. I feel like this is a song that nicely matches his vocal range. You had the backup dancers skipping around in their little newsboy outfits. It wasn't too distracting, but it still kind of created a little bit more of an ambiance on the stage. And I felt like this was a really great performance from him. And I think that, like Ken said, he peaked at the right time. And it's definitely a little, I don't want to say underdog story, but when the piglet started, I thought, oh, okay, great. Nick Lachey, this is going to be fun. I'm excited to see another boy bander. But, you know, he'll probably out be out fifth, maybe fourth. And from the moment he did that opera performance, or at least the introduction was the operatic singing, I was blown away. And I think he just capitalized on that momentum and continued to pick songs that were just right and exactly perfect for him. Yeah, for me, ultimately, in watching it, I do think that there was a lot of story being told by the visual cues we were getting. So the piglet starts the performance backstage and like, in a backstage that we've seen multiple times in different segments in the show. So mm-hmm. walks through with all these balloons in the backstage, eventually getting to the very entrance of the, you know, the, the main stage, grabs a balloon, comes with it, doesn't miss any part of the song at all, doesn't miss a beat. And then right before saying faithfully, lets the balloon go and the balloon goes into the air and then the song kicks into the next gear. And mm-hmm. It's just, it's visually satisfying. It's obviously vocally satisfying. I 100% agree that the piglet silently got better and better and like improved on what the piglet's good at. Whereas, you know, obviously I've had my feelings about the Yeti needing to be here. I've had my feelings about the Robopine needing to be at this stage. But the truth of the matter is the piglet kind of had more of a, the correct trajectory of getting better and doing better with what they have. Cause not every performer, like the chameleon cannot come on and do a ballad. That is not going right. to work for the chameleon the way it would work for say the piglet. Um, Jojo, I mean, the black swan is not going to come on and do 
a whole like Coolio's Gangster's Paradise. Like everyone has to stick to what they're best at and try and elevate it and and make it a satisfying performance. And I think that the combination of the piglet having a story with the visuals, the vocals still being on point and going last, it really felt like we were watching the winner's performance and it was just a matter of, you know, time to crown uh, the winner. And okay, so this performance literally just was the best thing we've seen tonight. This is going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because I always like thinking about how do you game a show? And maybe if you're a super strong singer, that's where you do a bunch of kind of weird stuff at the beginning. Maybe like, you know what? I made fun of Seal, but I think Seal had it right. Yeah, he was I doing mean, so I'm sorry. No, 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 no. We <laughs> cannot. You cannot. After three seasons of tormenting me for having this opinion, just be like, Seal got it right, though. Some of us have been maybe. in this planet. Liana, some of us have been living in Sealville for the last. Okay, but that, you couldn't. No, yeah, but you couldn't explain why it was genius. I could. I now you wouldn't listen. It. <laughs> no. Okay. You then shut tell your me, ears then to tell, it. Then tell me why it's brilliant. The Seal literally is an amazing vocalist. You know this. I know this. Everyone knows this. It is fact. Facts only. But then, when you think about the Seal in the beginning, what do you remember? You remember the over the topness. You remember the the of it all. That's what you remember. But then the seal made it to the final four and still had performance, still had vocals. So it was fun and powerful and vocalistic and ten out of ten. Seal for all stars. The leopard for all stars. Thank you for coming to my talk. Okay, that's not quite what I was thinking, but I do understand. No. Okay, then fine. No, what were you going to say? <laughs> it wasn't the the character, the weird character. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the willing the willingness to take risks when it comes to the actual performances. That's what I think the leopard got right. Yeah, and, the, and the, the, the character is part of the risk. It's a very risky thing to come in and be a little they, goofy. They are not they are not inherently intertwined. You just want to be different than my opinion. That's fine. <laughs> no, I yeah. I want to make it clear what my opinion is. Go ahead. No, that's I. <laughs> so, then rewind thirty seconds and then listen to what I said. <laughs> it's the risks with the performances, not the weird meow meow of it all. Yeah, see, so what I don't appreciate about this is that it feels like you're just dumbing down my argument to, oh, Puya did this growl noise. Let's focus on him saying that when I clearly had more to say to my it's argument. It's not about the character. No, no. What I'm just, I agreed with part of what you were saying. What I'm trying to differentiate from what you said is that it's not about the characterization for me. It's about the actual song performance choices. Okay, you know what? Let's move on. Yeah, let's, I mean, there's nothing else to say here. Oh, well, you can't say let's move on and then not say anything. (laughs) Yeah, but you're the transition master. Yeah, well, I don't quite know where to go after that happens. So anyways, (laughs) the performance finishes. Now, like I said, the way the system works for the finale is they announce the third place finisher first. So we'll just we'll follow cue. Third place is announced. Long pause. Break. We're back. It's the chameleon. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised that the chameleon is the one who takes third place now? Now knowing everything, having watched it twice, not on the night. Now, 
I it makes sense to me. On the night, I was pretty shocked. Although I think by the time we got to the end, the night of, I said, there's no way it's Black Swan based on both the narrative of her clue package and the fact that she went in the middle. It's between Chameleon and Piglet. So I definitely felt that once the Chameleon was announced as third place, then I thought the, you know, the Piglet was going to ultimately end up winning. Yeah, and then this is where you know we get the judges' guesses. I did like that they did this thing where they showed during the the finale they showed all of the guesses the judges had made about the performer. So Wiz was in the mix of guesses made. Two of the judges end up sitting on Wiz as their final guess. That being Robin and Nicole, um, Ken Jong, and oh, we didn't talk about it. What do you think about Leanne Rhymes being there for the finale? Oh, yeah, I thought that was nice. I mean, I liked it when they brought back T-Pain after he won in the first season. And I think it's nice to have somebody who can empathize with the contestants and really be understanding of what they are going through because they've been through it themselves. So the only winner that they've not brought back at this point is Candy, because Mm -hmm. uh, they did also have Wayne Brady on at one point. Oh, yes, that's true. That's true. They did. I thought that also the way that they gave her the chance to perform at the beginning with the, well, it's not a duet. I guess it's technically a quartet because there's four of them. But the song performance with the Black Swan, Piglet, and Chameleon at the beginning, I thought was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was really good as well. I enjoyed that very, very thoroughly. Um, so then Wiz gets unmasked. Wiz talks about how he, you know, he, his son wants him to do this. Both him and uh, Nick Lachey had very similar feelings on mm-hmm. they both did this for their kids because their kids watched the show and they enjoyed themselves and that's really all that you can ask for when you get a performer on The Masked Singer mm-hmm. I, I, and it's not just them a number of performers in the past have been motivated by wanting to do it for their kids which I think is cool yes and then we get the Black Swan. So actually, this is where I'm going to start peppering a couple of questions from the audience. So um, we had a um, listener of ours, Chris, I believe, who has a bit of a suggestion for how the fin- they believe the finale should be. So I'm going to read this out for you. OK, OK. I think the finale is such an anticlimax. I would change the format so you have the final three sing. Then we vote for the winner. Then you announce the third place and unmask them. So, so far, everything's the exact same. But you would make who wins infinitely more exciting if you unmask both the performers first. So you get your final two, you unmask them, you announce the golden ear winner from the judges. Then you have an unmasked final two, comma, Nick versus Jojo, looking nervous slash excited, being themselves and celebrating when the winner is announced. I think it would be a huge improvement of the finale if they did it that way, rather than announce the winner and then unmask. What are your thoughts on that as a suggestion? Hmm. I think it's interesting. I mean, obviously, the fact that you can't see the faces of the contestants when they're unmasked takes a little bit of the humanness away from it. As much as Nick Lachey wants to, or um, Nick Cannon wants to say that, oh, the piglet's so emotional right now. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you know that. You can't right. see him. And I do think that that would be cool. On the other hand, it's there's something about that line between, you know, Nick Lachey versus the piglet, Black Swan versus Jojo, T-Pain versus the monster. 
there's some there's a part of me that of course loves T-Pain, but I love the monster as its own entity. It's really weird because I don't necessarily think of them as the same person. And I feel like that revealing and then doing the winner announcement blurs those lines. And there's something weird about that. I don't know why. So I used to agree with that sentiment. I disagree with it now having seen the season finale of season five. Let me tell you why. Um, We haven't even gotten to the to the last bit of this yet, but they really made the entire last like three, four minutes of the show about Jenny winning the golden ear. The whole prop with Jenny and the wig really just took like it made it seem like, well, she's so sure she won. So we now we know for sure Nick Lachey is the winner because she wouldn't make herself look like I know I knew the result, but it really felt like we're yada yada the whole reveal. So it made the reveal mean nothing to me. I do agree with this being the better move because you still get both the exciting reveals. You still get all the judges guesses, but then at the end, the win is what matters more. And the win is what we're focused on more. I feel like there's too many things that are trying to conclude at the same time when you do it in Mm -hmm. this way now, because now you have, not only do you have the vault guesses that are going to get revealed, you also have the winner of the overall vault guesses, a.k.a. the golden ear winner. You also have the unmasking and you have the crowning of the winner. That's like four or five things they're trying to do in the span of five minutes. Whereas if you segment them, then that way you end the night with arguably the more important thing, which is the winner lifting the trophy and singing us out. Well, I think that's the thing, right? Is the mass Singer more about a singing competition or is it more about a guessing game to uncover which celebrities are which. Right? Because theoretically, you can have one, you can have those two independent of one another. They don't have to be in the same show. You could have a detective show where you're trying to guess who these celebrities are based on clues. You could have a singing show, see American Idol, The Voice, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess it depends on which one you value more because the way it's done right now is the guessing game is what's most important. The way this suggestion is posing it is the singing competition is the most important part of it. See, I I don't think I subscribe to that, though, Liana, because I, I think that the guessing game part gets robbed when you pretty much make it seem like I think in particular, if Jenny didn't do the wig thing, I'm agreeing with you. But when Jenny does the wig thing, it made it so I didn't care about anyone else's guesses except for Jenny's because she's so convinced that she won. Like it really well, yeah, robs but I think that's a that separate, yeah, but that's a separate issue, right? Je- Jenny's insane performativeism is like that's <laughs> that to me is different because let's say she didn't do that, right? You're still gonna have that same issue of who didn't get unmasked. No, so I think that that's so. I think to to continue the discussion here, I think that it doesn't matter if it was Jenny who wins wins or not. If Ken Jong knew that Ken Jong's about to win, they would have had Ken do the exact same thing. They would have had Robin do the exact same thing. Because now with the golden ear and this being the second year they're doing the golden ear, so now it's more of a thing than it was the first time around, this is going to happen again. And I've always said from before, I don't like that they tell us who the winner is and then the winner has to leave the screen for like 10 minutes while we focus on the second place finisher. Like, mm-hmm. I think this way, you still get both of them unmasked in any particular order. People are still surprised and people are going to be sitting there and be like, oh, my God. So Jojo is about to win this or Nick Lachey is about to win this. It makes it a little bit more real of like, 
this performer might win the show now. So I feel like that would be more exciting, uh, potentially. And, and you do get yeah. the raw emotions of the performers. And, and with the mass singer, even though it is not entirely the same competition, because obviously I'm a big advocate for not being just the same competition, but when the mass singer makes you, tells you all these stories about the emotions, the journey they're going through, the self discovery, then give me the faces and the emotions to it. And you only get those when the mask is off. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think it's just not my personal preference, but like I can understand why why someone would prefer it that way. Mm-hmm. So then would you like to talk about the um, black swans unmasking? I mean, I don't think there's really much to say, right? It's uh, of course, it's a black swan. We've been knew that it was Jojo for a while now, who was indeed my vault guest, by the way. I was surprised because I think I remember having an inkling that I thought it was her based on her first performance, but then not really having enough information until week two. But I had forgot that I had put her as my vault guest. So I was really, really happy about that. And she has been the one that there's always one contestant from the mass singer that becomes part of my rotation of music. And the black swan Jojo is the one who has taken the crown for me personally, (laughs) as part of my new favorite Spotify playlists. That makes sense. I'd rather that than Hanson. So I'm happy with that decision. Mm Bop. Ugh, okay. Um, but yeah, so then that's that's the black swan there. The black swan Jojo gets, you know, gets the redemption, gets the eyes on her performance. We get to, you know, learn more about Jojo. We get to re reminisce about Jojo, and I loved every bit of that. And then we get the winner, which again, the unmasking part, kind of the same. Same with everyone else. The focus here shifts to the golden ear. So For those of you who do not watch, because I know there's some of you that do not watch the show and listen to the podcast. So right as the piglet comes on stage and Nick gets the vault guesses ready, Jenny goes underneath the judges table. And then Nick goes through, you know, this person had this guess, this person had this guess. And then when it gets to Jenny, Jenny pops out from under the table with a wig that's three times the size of her head. And then makes the joke of, well, when you have two golden ears, you need bigger hair or something. And that's when you realize she probably said Nick Lachey, which, spoiler alert, she did. And she wins the golden ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't enjoy this. I don't like Jenny, so it was just boring and awful, and I stopped paying attention. <laughs> like, for me, the show is about the mass performers over the judges. The judges should have some personality to them. Like look at um Ken Jong primarily mm-hmm. gets the focus. I feel like this season they gave a lot more of that kind of stuff to Jenny. Combine that of course with the fact that her husband was the Cloodle do. Um and then this happens. Like it really made me feel like the focus was on the judges to end the show, which I didn't mm-hmm. like. Right. Um, so that happens. And then here comes Nick Lachey, first boy bander to ever win. Okay, I've for sure said this before, or at least I've thought this before, and maybe I haven't said it out loud, but this for sure, no, I've definitely said this before because I think I've said the phrase uh, Joey Fatone and Nick Carter walked so Nick Lachey could run. And I guess Jesse McCartney throw him in there. I think too. you said that on the pod. I think you said yes, that on the pod. Yes, because I remember that exact phrasing. 
this just definitely feels like payment for all of the other boy banders, specifically white boy banders that we've had that have not ultimately won the competition that have come in, you know, from second to what did fourth? Where did Joey Fatone come in? Uh, fourth, I fifth, believe fourth. whatever. Yeah. Anyway. And it just felt, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that went in as was factored into the decision at all. That it's just, okay, time to give a boy bander the win. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised because if you've given me the list of all the performers, I don't know if I would have said Nick Lachey would oh, win from the okay. Boybanders. Okay, wait, this is going to be a fun exercise. Okay, so let's say Nick Lachey, Joey Fatone, Nick Carter, Jesse McCartney, rank them. Best or wor- worst, best, or best, worst, whatever. Whichever order you want to do. Everybody? Okay, so Joey Fatone, season one. Mm-hmm. Jesse McCartney, season two. Jesse McCartney was no, awesome. season three, season three, season yeah. three. Nick Carter, season four, mm-hmm. and Nick Lachey. So difficult, you know. I, I feel know, like, right? I feel like I'm sorry, but Joey Fatone's last out of the four. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just think, the way it is. Yeah, it's t- I like I, I uh, it's tough because it's also I the think, first season. I think Jesse McCartney, I would argue, is first even. Yeah, I I 100 agree with that. Like, yeah, and then it's a toss up between the Knicks. Uh, I think I don't know if this is recency bias, but I would consider putting Nick Carter above Nick Lachey. Although it's funny, I went back and looked. Oh. I think I think Nick Carter also did a yes. He also did a Journey song for his finale performance. He did "Open Arms" by Journey. That's so I'm wild. sensing a theme. And then Nick Carter came in second, right? The Frog came in third. Uh, oh, the Frog who, was season three. Who was in season four in the final three? No, it was Nick Carter came in third as the crocodile. Aloe, oh, Black. Aloe Black as the mushroom came yes. in second. Yes. Yes. And what then an upset. Son, of course. The mushroom. Well, uh, yeah, that was wild. Although Aloe Black is the one from that season that made it into my Spotify song. Oh, I, <gasps> oh my god, maybe I it's a runner-up thing. Now. Maybe is it, what huh? was the runner-up prior in season three? The runner-up in season McCartney. three was was Jesse McCartney. You didn't listen to nearly enough Chris Daughtry for my liking after season two, though. I listened to some, but you re- no, to remember, no, no, no. Remember what I told you? I said that his original music is not as good and he needs uh, what's that guy's name? The Swedish guy. Oh, shoot. The Swedish guy. The guy, the guy who works with all of uh, Max, Max Martin, Max Martin. He needs Max Martin to make a song for him. That's so mean. I'm sorry, it's the truth. He's a very powerful vocalist, but I was not particularly taken by any of his original music. You're wrong, but it's okay. Okay, then, name all the Daughtry songs you can think of. I don't, you don't name Daughtry songs, you feel them. Okay? <laughs> and you don't feel them, and it's sad. I mean, I felt his covers. <laughs> that sounds so insulting. I know. <laughs> Look, I'm not taking away from him as a vocalist. Just whoever wrote his songs. <laughs> Some of them are good. You would have voted for Taylor Hicks, wouldn't you? You're that girl. You're <laughs> no, because that he girl. was singing, no, because he was singing other people's music. I'm fine when he sings other people's music. 
<laughs> I, I just can't get over this. This I know you're you don't mean to be dickish. This is very dickish. <laughs> I mean, it's my truth, and I'm sorry. I love Chris Daughtry, but it's just it's not my cup. Look, I'm sure it's great music. It's just not my cup of tea. You know exactly what you're doing, but we'll move on. We'll move on. I'm just expressing my truth. Mm-hmm. 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 So do you want to answer some questions from the audience then here to yes. end the show? Okay. So um Addison came in. Addison and Elizabeth kind of came in talking about the same thing. Um, this season, especially, we had a big, big disparity between the gender ratio. Mm. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, if you, because I mean, what was it? Final six on, JoJo was, after the shell goes out, JoJo was the last woman standing for how many weeks in a row? I think the seashell went out in week seven? I feel like the seashell just out. misses the final six, right? She, Yeah, she went out with the crab. So yeah, it was the, the final, final eight. Six, yeah, mm. from the final six on, she was the only woman. And I remember because the Russian dolls are three men, so she's really outnumbered. Yeah, yeah. From final eight on, there was 25% of the cast were women. And I think we looked at it. There wasn't other women. Like, the cast yeah, had... Yes, there's vi- so it's Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's taking me forever to find the next. No, oh, the seashell. To, no, no, that's it. Tamara Maori and that's JoJo. There's three. three wo- there's three women in total on this cast. And how many were in the cast total, counting the wild cards? Nick Cannon also counts. Three. No, how many total were people? Oh, how many total people? Hmm. Do you count Kermit the Frog and do you count the Russian dolls as one? No, you count Russian dolls as three. You count Kermit the Frog and you count the Cloodle Do. I count all the okay. unmaskings. Yeah. All right. Kermit the Frog. Uh, let's see. Hold on. All right. One. I'm just going to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen men. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. I yeah. Mean, so that's seventeen performers. Or a that's muppet, seventeen people total. If you take three out of seventeen and then you do the multiplication, that's seventeen point six percent of the cast were not men. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I went to an engineering math school, and our ratio of men to women was better than that. That's so embarrassing. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Okay. Um. The difference between the amount of Muppets on the show and women was 12%. (laughs) There was only 12% more women than Muppets. (laughs) That's horrible. It's wild. Oh my gosh. That's actually really awful. Like, I just do not understand how they were not able to find people. And was this a situation of, because they, you know, we've heard that the piglet was a late addition. Do you think there were performers who either backed out or because this is still I mean, I don't remember, but this is, this is I mean, obviously this is still in the pandemic. People could have still tested positive for COVID and been removed right. like Nick Cannon was at the beginning of the season. 
Is that yeah, a thing I mean, that could it's it's possible. All the wild cards that were introduced were men as well, which I don't I don't know what that means. I mean, <laughs> something to that. <laughs> I mean, even I really if you don't. remove them, that's still what three out of four it's, teams. Still, yeah, right? it's still, still not. not a lot. It's still not great. It's still not great. Mm-hmm. Not great. Not great. Nuts. I gotta imagine. I mean, I don't think this is going to be an issue in season six. Because if it is, we really have to talk about like they really have to do something. Um, I wonder. I wonder if it's people. Can they just not get people? Is is that it? No, I feel like this season proved that there were a lot of high profile names in this season. Yeah. So I don't think it's a problem. I think season four they were having a tough time finding getting people. I don't well, think they had the same yeah. problem this season. What? That's where what we got Doctor Elvis, <laughs> season four, and Bag. Oh, and Bag, yeah, but that's because Bag was for some reason made like I. I genuinely still don't understand how he ended up being a judge on The Masked Dancer. That's wild. Yeah, well, you know what else is wild? Mm. The next question. I don't think it's wild, but I'm going to just ask you it anyways. Um, so. So Amy doesn't really say a question, but gives their comment on the season. Um, I know people are upset about the male women ratio, but Nick Lachey's voice is smooth like butter with eyes. Oh, butter with eyes, the color of the Mediterranean Sea. And then I love this part. Despite his bitch ass costume, he was wonderful all season. And I love that he won. So Amy, I'm happy that I you're love happy. that. Yeah, I'm happy I love that. that. You're happy. I w- I will tell you, he was he mm-hmm. was easily for me like one of he he was probably the most attractive out of all the boy banders in that in that time of you all mean of ninety eight degrees. Outside the costume, what do you mean? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I mean it uh, in the early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands. I think Nick Lachey was the most attractive of all of ninety eight degrees, Backstreet Boys, and NSYNC. Oh, you did not have eyes for Kevin from the Backstreet Boys? I no. <laughs> no. No. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I I don't so I didn't really know 98 degrees. I knew two boy bands. I knew NSYNC and I knew the Backstreet Boys. I hadn't ventured into anyone else. Um so I very limited degrees- I think if you were tiering them of who was most popular at the time, obviously you have Backstreet Boys and NSYNC up top. I think 90 Degrees is that next one. Ah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, because my reach on TV music and everything was limited to what we had available. Mm-hmm. And they ju- they just were in my radar and I caught them. And, 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 and like NSYNC was more, I knew their like couple hits, but even their catalog, I didn't know completely the mm-hmm. I didn't know everyone's names in the in the group but I knew everyone in the Backstreet Boys that was like my main yeah so. yeah 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 all right so then Sophie uh, no, actually you know what Edmo's the next question Edmo asks who is the next boy bander to be on the show this is kind of perfect for where we are now <laughs> Kevin <laughs> I beg give me Kevin give me Kevin <laughs> to oh like get all the naysayers off of me because I Kevin is talented <laughs> Uh, oh gosh Lance Bass is into reality shows right do you think he would be someone we could see I feel like and no offense to Lance Bass I feel like Lance wow. Bass has done a lot of TV they might go elsewhere 
Wait, why? Um, He's done too much TV for the Mass Singer. The Mass Singer is above that. No, that's full. Of, I'm full of it with that comment. Amy, the one who believes that the Mediterranean Sea can be seen in the eyes of Nick Lachey, has uh-huh. also said, "My money is on Joey McIntyre with three likes." Oh, that's not a bad one. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Joey mm-hmm. McIntyre is? Do you know who Joey McIntyre is? I have his wiki open, so yes, I do. But do you? <laughs> Wasn't he from um, New Kids on the Block? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I, and that, then I you can made, like, hear the relief myself. in your voice. I well, you made me question myself. You- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, do I remember all of them? Because <laughs> it's, it's Donnie. Okay. It's Donnie Wahlberg, jo- both Jordan and Jonathan Knight, right? Who's the other one? Are you asking me? Oh, shoot. Danny Wood. Ah, uh, Danny Wood. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I knew I do that. Not know. How do you not know? Hmm. I was anyway. a new kid on the music block and I didn't hear them. Did they get new kids on the block in Dubai? They were active from 84 to 94 and I was born They're 92. Still- yeah, but then they came back with the Backstreet Boys. In 2008, but at that point yeah. I was not in the boy band zone. I knew my Backstreet mm-hmm. Boys were around, but I wasn't listening to boy banders in 2008. I thought I was cool. And cool <laughs> meant not the boy bands, obviously, as you can imagine with that statement. Of course. Yeah, right. Of course. I was like, oh, One Direction. And then now I'm like, yo, they had some bangers that I just pretended not to like for a long time. <laughs> it's because you were too cool. Got it. And, you know, that alpha nonsense that they make you feed on. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So then Sophie asks, can you power rank the winners based on pure singing ability? And in brackets, specifies like not taking razzle dazzle into account. Sophie, I see you. I see you specifically <laughs> saying that for me because you knew I was about to go there. Um, Sophie then says the sun's performance in this finale gave me chills and got me thinking about how incredible all the winners mm. have been. Oh, my God, that's so hard, especially with uh, the thing is, is that they're all so good. Mm-hmm. It really just comes because the thing is, is like, I want to put the monster first because I just love the monster so much. But I do think that Leanne Rhymes is probably the is probably the better vocalist of, of the, the two four of the four of the five. Oh, yeah. Of the five. This is season five. <laughs> OK, well, let's OK, let's look. Uh, let's go back. All right. Who do we have? Right. We have. The monster, pain the fox, night angel, the sun, and now the piglet. But but the winners are the people, not the costumes. Okay, right? so- this goes back to that whole discussion of to me, the monster was crowned the winner. It just so happens that T Pain is in the monster costume. You say that because you don't want to admit you like T Pain's music. No, that's not. Oh my God, that's not even. That's not even close to the truth. No, it's because for me, I grow to love the character. It's like, for example, saying that. Um, oh my gosh, I love. This is for some reason the first person I thought of, but I I love Will Arnett in Arrested Development versus I love Job. Right, like I like the character. Okay, so can I just I like say something? That plays I feel the like this is so not the point I was trying to make. All <laughs> I was saying was we're being told to rank the singing ability of five humans. Yes, yes, Let's I, I understand. I, I, okay. I 
understand that. But for the, for me, I'm going to put them in the context of their character. Fine. We'll do it just, your way. Okay. Fine, no, no. Fine, just fine, answer fine. the question. Okay. Just answer the question. No, you answer the question. Well, it's hard for me because <laughs> I'm not taking Razzle Dazzle into account, which helps me a lot with music. Yeah, so, I know. Like, I'm not great on the... Uh, my ears aren't made for, like, ooh, this... The, 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 the tone to which this performer <sighs> took to the beat like that doesn't work for me as much yeah I don't know this is so hard I think I would probably ultimately put the sun first I think she's yeah. probably the best vocalist out of all of them yeah then I would prob- first for me. probably put T-Pain because I think Nick Lachey's last in mind is that no I don't think that's weird I think for me the bottom two are probably oh god Probably if I'm being unbiased, maybe Wayne Brady's fourth. I know. That's a that's the thing. I think I have the my top two are pretty clear, and then the bottom three, not even I mean, there's only five of them. <laughs> Sophie, look at what you got us doing. Looking like Oh my god, I feel so stressed. <laughs> because I would I would even argue that I think you could put Candy had that one performance that wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm putting either Wayne Brady Oh, crap. I don't know, but Wayne. Uh, no, okay, I'm so okay. This okay, is Wayne, not okay, wait, no, no, no. This, this is my deep. definitive. Okay, but this is my answer. This is my definitive answer. Okay, number one, the sun. Number two, the monster. Number three, Nick Lachey. Number four, Candy. Number five, Wayne Brady. That's my wow. final answer. Wow. Not taking razzle dazzle. Y'all not, heard that? Not heard not that? taking razzle. Not taking razzle dazzle into account. But it's Someone like one doesn't watch Who's Line and it shows. There, no, it's, I'm not saying he's not talented. If I was ranking based on personal preference, he would probably be my second pick. Wow! Because the monster obviously comes first. Yeah, but you're you're thinking about them in their costumes, so you're saying the piglet is the third best winner. No, I, did I say I'm kidding. that? I'm why wi- I'm kidding. I'm winding you up. I'm winding you up. Okay. Did I say candy? You no, said, said you said candy oh fourth wing fifth. I don't even yeah. See, that's the thing. I don't even remember what I said because I think they're all just so good. So that's the thing. It doesn't okay, matter. What's your answer? You, we both have the sun as first, right? Okay. That's what matters. We okay. both clearly have T Pain as second. That's okay. great. Then is where we because I said Nick Lachey's fifth for me, and that's a person. Mm-hmm. Nick Lachey's okay. fifth for me. Um, like <laughs> uh, then I said, if I'm being unbiased because I do love me some Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady's fourth, Candy's yeah, third, Candy. or yeah. Wayne is third, Candy's fourth. That can be switched around, but that is kind of where I end up going, and we're literally like splitting hairs because they're all like all five of them are amazing vocalists, so that's easy. Yeah. Stuff. I do want to point out also a comment made by Lorraine who says, um, I personally think a lot of people eliminated or non-winners have better vocal chops than some of the winners do. Chris Daughtry, Tori Kelly, Hanson, Jojo. So True. there are also a lot of singers. Like Chris Daughtry might be first place for me, period. So Yeah, I think I, I, I would actually agree with that as well. Yeah, but his other music's not good. That's not what we're talking about, Puya. <laughs> I'm messing with you because but okay, so give people some background on this. Liana shaded me for like two hours before this podcast, accusing <laughs> me of wanting to be a taking a nap and being <laughs> sleepy and I'm coming in with all the energy and, and no, some of that because, energy happens to be chaotic energy. Oh my gosh. It's because we had dinner before recording this and you usually get sleepy after we eat dinner. 
Not usually. Sometimes. 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 Yeah. But you were convinced it was way more times than that. You know what? It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sophie, says, Sophie has another question. Which judge do you think did the best and the worst this season? I know she had the worst score in terms of first impression guesses, but I actually think that Nicole guessed really well this season. She had that one episode where she got three people or something in that one episode before anybody else did. And I thought that that was really impressive. So, yeah, no way she goes last. Meanwhile, you have Jenny, even though she officially won, but guessed Denzel Washington. So, yeah. So, Nicole and Robin are more like me and you in that they are pretty not great on the pre on the vaulted. But then Mm -hmm. when they get a lot of information, they get clutch and they figure it out very clearly. Um, Ken is none of us because Ken is just all over the place. Somehow still got two guesses correctly this season. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, yeah, Jenny wins and Jenny. So here's the thing. I did notice one thing I wanted to point out that irritated me. So when Jenny's talking about her Nick Lachey guest, she goes, the definitive clue that made me believe that I'm right is the Drew. The Drew in that previous clue package, which if you want to remember, the there was a llama in the crew pa- clue package that they equated to Drew Carey, who was the llama in a prior season. And then mm-hmm. she was like, therefore, my guess is Drew Lachey. So she says Drew Lachey in the previous episode and then decides, no, I'm right here. And that's the clue. And to that, I say that's baloney because you then would have said Nick Lachey in the previous episode. So all of this is to say, don't necessarily trust the clue, the (laughs) guesses the judges make. We make fun of them because it's fun comedy, but they are kind of not factual. Well, they give several guesses and then the editors can choose which ones they want to use. Do they want to make someone seem smart or not? Yeah. Also, and, and, although I you know, if Jenny guessed her own didn't even guess her own husband, so I don't know if that was like a whole thing or Dude, Jenny thought her husband was Akon. Like <laughs> don't forget that. The Golden Ear winner thought her husband was the performer who did Smack That um Lonely and Belly Dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They Does are she not know the her same. own husband. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, stop the shenanigans. Get a cloodle do. Okay. So Get yeah, I think, both- <laughs> I think Nicole is also my answer. It's the best. Worst, obviously, always gonna be Ken, because Ken you need Ken to be on the panel to make the goofy nonsense happen. I was mm-hmm. I've actually fallen off of the Ken sucks train. He still sucks. 
But I used to like very much dislike his presence and get irritated. Now, I don't know if it's like I've just gotten used to it or not, but I can live with it now. You choose, yeah, you just start to choose to ignore it. I'm I don't just know. cohabitating, I, yeah. I, uh, is it because the I know exactly who this is is different than I live next to everybody, which I yeah, guess was a new thing, right? That was a weird gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, and then and then Leanne Rhymes lives nearby, so there you go. That's the thing. I mean, she does, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so then there's Jeff asks this question that I that he prefaces with semi serious question. Then I read the question, and I thought, oh, I see why you put semi serious because I didn't take it as serious. But I'll leave you to decide. Leon, could the chameleon have improved his chances? By singing Weird Al's Amish Paradise instead. When those intro notes started playing, that's what I was hoping for. (laughs) Okay. I was singing along, but I was singing the Amish Paradise lyrics. So, I feel that. That is wild. I've never even heard the Amish Paradise version. I grew up listening to Weird Al. Well, that makes sense. And Dr. Demento. And all of that. It's very much in the DNA of who I am. And so when I hear, there's a lot of songs that when I hear them, I actually hear the Weird Al parody first because that was either how I learned the song or just what was most prevalent to me. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm someone who's listened to a bunch of, I do like my comedy music, but Weird Al, my first experience with Weird Al was Eat It, but even then Weird Al never made it to my iPod. The only Weird Al song that made it to my iPod was White and Nerdy. And and that one mm. was because I liked the Chameleonaire song at the time, and then I heard there was a parody of it, and then I checked that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I had I had Weird Al cassette tapes, I had Weird Al CDs, I owned I think I I actually might have UHS UHF on DVD here. Like a uh, very much weird part of what shaped my humor. So <laughs> that's what I thought of first. Have you misplaced your humor? I don't think I had one to begin with. Remember, I was shaped by Weird Al Yankovic shaped by yeah so to answer this I question weird al in concert like that's what we're talking about what? Okay? yes i remember my mom and i went i think was peter there might have gone with peter hmm low-key i'll have to revisit that memory later <laughs> i am not surprised how much weird al is a part of your childhood yeah yeah, it makes sense. A lot. It makes a lot of Actually, sense. Actually, Weird Al directed one of the one of Hanson's music videos. Yes, because Weird Al was part of the clues one time. Yes. We mm-hmm. learned that. We did. Mm-hmm. Very weird, you might say. <laughs> now, so what's he weird? He would be so great Jeff- for the show. Sorry. Now that oh my god, if Weird Al Yankovic was on the Mass Singer, I think I I would be so excited. Oh my gosh, how wild would that be? I have to put that aside. Otherwise, I, I'm just I'm going to get disappointed when season six uh, comes out. So <clears throat> hey, you really went zero to 100 with like, we've never talked about Weird Al in our four years of no five years of knowing each other. And now suddenly you're here like, 
if Weird Al's on season six, I will need to like stand up for air. Like this is too much. <laughs> yeah, like, you you became like a diehard in in like one one segment. It's weird. I will. Wow. I will. I guess okay. you know that's interesting because I think as long as you might know somebody, there's still things that you might not talk about. Maybe part of it is because he didn't. When did he release his last album? I think it was Mandatory Fun. That was. 2014 or something like well, that. So that, that was a while ago. Album name sounds great. The best <laughs> kind of fun is the mandatory kind. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I demand that you have fun on this podcast. I have been having fun on this podcast. Okay. Good. Even though I feel like some, I'm learning stuff with the audience about you at the same time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mainly this. Are you apologizing for what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was his most recent album. Yeah, that's when he did Word Crimes and Tacky and Handy. What are are these all parodies? Mm hmm. Of what Word Word Crimes was the parody of Blurred Lines, the Robin Thicke song. Oh. And it's about grammar. mm, And then Tacky is a cover of Happy by Pharrell. And Handy like is a, <laughs> is a, the cover of Fancy by Iggy Azalea. And Foil is the cover of Royals by Lord. Oh, I have seen fo- Foil. I've watched the music video of multiple times. It's the that Conspiracy one Theory one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, wow. And he won a Grammy for for one of these albums. Oh, he's won four Grammys. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He does have another he does have another album. He's got a bunch of albums. Oh, no. I mean, like he's got another project in 2017. Squeeze box. The complete works of Weird Al was released. It's a 15 album box set. Yeah, but that was just of all his previous works. Hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it was. Can you don't look at the wiki. Close the wiki. Okay. Okay. Which of these is not a Weird Al album? Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh no! If I get this wrong, I'm gonna feel so embarrassed. Okay. Go, Weird go. Al Yankovic. Okay. Weird yeah. Al Yankovic in 3D. And off is this the a deep mul- end. Wait, sorry. Is this a multiple? Cho- is this a multiple choice question? Or is this which a of either- these is which of these is not? A Weird Al album. Okay. What are my choices? Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic in 3D. Off the Deep End. In the Shallows. Um, okay. So um, Off the Deep End was the one that had the Nirvana song. Because I remember the cover of the album. Because it's the baby and the Nirvana one that's naked. But he's naked in that one. So that one I for sure remember. Um, the Weird Al Yankovic in 3D. I had the cassette tape. So what were my other two options? Um, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh-huh. And Poodle Hat. Okay, it's whatever the last one was because it was something in the shallows. So you definitely made up the last one. <laughs> no, it's Poodle Hat and it's Weird Al Yankovic and Weird Al Yankovic in 3D and off the deep end. Wait, 
you said something in the show. Okay, you know what? I don't know. It's something you said something in the shallows, and I don't know what that means. Yeah, you. The, the the point was for you to answer quickly, and then you got into like, oh, let me put my glasses on and examine all of these <laughs> I albums. Wanna, I want to get the answer right. This is important to me. You've never cared about Weird Al in the five years I've known you, and now suddenly, I, if you insult the god Weird Al, oh my god, by not his album oh names, it's like god. wild. I'm sorry, I had a life before you came into my world. There's a lot in there, and maybe I haven't shared every single tiny little thing with you. That's fine. We'll so get do there. I. We'll but get there. Okay, that all right. Very important to me, you know. What do you mean? Who's there's a lot of thi- okay. There's a lot of things that are important to me. There's like just what? there's not enough time name to names. talk about all of them. Name names. Name them right now. You mean name names. <laughs> this isn't know. my you're hit being, list. You're suddenly like in love with Weird Al, and it's weird to me. <laughs> when Marisa, okay, when Marisa listens to this, she can help fill you in on how much well, Weird Al. Was I mean, Marisa's going to be like, "Yeah, she's very much into Weird Al." Like, I can tell now <laughs> because you're like, "Yeah." So the album cover for the for the fourteenth album had this on it. Like, you know everything. So she's not well, going to prove to me that you're more into him than I already can tell. It's just like a blindside is all. Well, I'm sorry. I should have prepped you before the podcast. I didn't realize there was going to be a weird Al question. Yeah, I didn't realize you were going to like sweat over Weird Al. It's wild. I'm not sweating. You're sweating. Well, you will if he's on the sixth season, which is I would so be annoying. Very exci- I would be very excited. That's all I'm Literally, saying. Literally, if he's on the season. He's my Busta Rhymes. The w- <laughs> Listen to yourself. Listen to the statement you just made. <laughs> Okay. No. All I'm saying is, if he's on the next season, I'm literally going to give up all my draft picks and pick him first. <laughs> no, you know you're not. You. No, oh, you're yeah. not. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let's answer a couple more questions before we get out of here. I can't decide if people. We'll just ask the next question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, do you think that the Camillion going first was the big sign that he was getting third? I feel like it was set up from the beginning. Ah, well, see, that's what's so interesting, right? This issue of first versus third. Because I think second place, okay, or based on our experiences with the show, we're just going to write off whoever goes second. But then, mm-hmm. obviously, the Fox was able to pull it off by going first. But 80% of the time, if you go last, you win. So, yeah, maybe that is the telltale sign. At least it's not a good sign. It's not yeah, a good moving sign. Moving forward, if your favorite goes first, you better hope they burn bring the house down. Because mm-hmm. unless they pull a fox, it's not happening. Yeah. It is wild yeah. though that even then, I would argue being the second performer's worse because at least there's been a winner from the first slot. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's like never been least, a winner in the second. <laughs> at least one. It would take quite a wild performance, I think, for someone to break that. But just watch out when Weird Al's on the season and performs second in the finale. Weird Al is not winning the Masked Singer <laughs> on any season. How dare you? Weird Al, just, just, just facts. I'm sorry. It's just facts. <laughs> now I want him to come on and prove you wrong. I would love to see that. How am I in a feud with... I hate Weird Al now. Uh, can I just say wow. that? Like I, I'm rooting against Weird Al. In the mask. Okay, scene. let's just move on. I don't think you have, and that's the problem. 
No, I don't think you have. You're the one who's hung up on this. No, you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Liana, can you, can you take over? Yes, I will take over. So the next question that we're going to ask is, I don't have the questions. Yeah, we're out of questions. Ah, okay. Well, thank you, everyone, for submitting questions. I hope we got into a good discussion here today that was, of course, unnecessary, therefore fitting of a Mass Singer podcast. And we'd like to thank you all for giving us your time throughout the season, coming along on this ridiculous journey with us. Kuya, thank you for being my co-host as well throughout this whole thing. Through losing the draft, but winning the golden year. It's been an amazing time, and I'm happy that you were here with me. I am also happy to have been here with you. It's been, listen, The Masked Singer is one of my favorite podcasts of all time to do, because I get to spend time with you, and it's low, it's lower stakes in that I feel more relaxed when I'm around you, so I feel less nervous, which is, I think, gives out premium content. Yes, I lost the draft to you, but I won in the one that counts because I won in the one that requires proper deductive reasoning um, <laughs> and, and clue solving, which to beat someone who has a PhD, I'll take it as a win. I'll take it on the chin as a win. Wait, so did you beat me by one? Wait, who did you get again? Uh, shoot. Let me open the website. I need to look at this again. Because right. I didn't realize I had Jojo and I don't know if that puts me either one behind you or are we tied? Um, let's see. So I had, um, where is he? Okay. So I had Tyrese, Omarion, Wiz, and then we both had Nick. Oh yeah. Okay. You win. (laughs) No question. I win. Okay. No, not no question. You only won by one because I had Jojo and I got Logan Paul. Yeah. That's two. And I had Nick Lachey. That's three. And you had four. Well, you had two, I had three. Nick Lachey ended up being a shared one. So Yeah, Nick Lachey is shared. And you had Wiz, Omarion, and Tyrese. Technically, I also had Nick Cannon. But Nick Cannon Okay, but technically, I also had Nick Cannon. No, Okay, you know what? Listen, Mm. congratulations on coming second in the Golden Ear competition. Thank you. It's such an honor. Two out of two. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So but the I, trophy will say second place. <laughs> yeah. I too have two golden ears, but I've also lost the last two drafts we've done in the mass dancer and the mass singer. So mm. what what decides let's decide this now so that we've got it on stream uh on podcast. Who is the person who gets to pick the draft order next time? I think you do. You think I do? Yeah, because I think not only did you win, like they're separate competitions. Yes. There's no bonus for getting the golden ear, but because you lost, I think you should get to pick the order for the draft. Damn. Okay, I pick first. I will pick the first pick in the draft. And you know this is lovely because that means I will get Weird Al Yankovic on my team. So <laughs> no, <laughs> he's never coming on this show. You got to. I know. He's I know. Never. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, Liana. Where can people find you, and what are you up to? Well, you can find me on social media at Liana R H A P. 
on Twitter, I guess, is just there. But I am podcasting right now only, I guess, about Lego Masters. Oh, wait, I watched Cake Masters. No, or what, what was it called? Cake Crime Boss. No, uh, shoot. What was the name of the show? What was the show called? The show that I watched. Who yeah? Hell, I don't know what the show is called. You no, know I don't know what it's called. called. Crime, crime. Oh, Crime Scene Kitchen. Crime Scene Kitchen. Yes. Okay, I watched an episode of Crime Scene Kitchen. Fascinating. I'm very excited to watch more of it. I yeah, won't be podcasting fun. about it. Did you have fun? I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh. I'm just. It was f- a whole season of it. I think I will get bored, but it was really educational because I know next to nothing about baked goods. I didn't know a hummingbird cake was even a thing. And so from that perspective, it was very educational. I do like Joel McHale. So that was fun. And I have my winter picks already ready to go. And yes, that was my opinion. Okay. So anyway. Speaking of other Fox shows, uh, Lego Masters is going to be coming back and my sister and I are going to do a couple episodes. We're probably going to cover episode one, the premiere, and then I think maybe every couple episodes we'll come back and do a recap episode. So I can't wait for that to kick off. And that is June 1st. So look out for a podcast in the RHAP wrap up feed. (laughs) Pearl didn't like that, though. Pearl, do you not want to watch Lego Masters? Oh, what a- <laughs> Come on. It's Will Arnett. Don't you like Will Arnett? Okay, she hit under the bed. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then Drag Race All-Star 6 is coming back. So we'll be doing a preview podcast at some point with Beth and Amon and then covering that as well. All right, give it up for Liana the Mattress Boris because Liana's lying to you. There is one more podcast that she will be involved with, but that leads to a perfect what? segue to myself. So... As you know, I cover 90 Day Fiance weekly, and I've covered the last two seasons with Rob as my co-host, but Rob is on the move. Rob is relocating at the moment, so he's going to be gone. Oh, hi, Pearl. Pearl's in my vicinity now. I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> Rob's going to be on the move, and that means that I will be left alone for the next couple of weeks. But of course, one cannot simply talk about all the 90 Day nonsense without complaining about it with somebody because it's not as fun. So Liana is jumping from co-hosting Mass Singer with me to co-hosting 90 Day Fiance with me for the next couple of weeks while Rob gets settled and comes back. So Liana, are you excited about that project? I'm so excited. I think we're going to have a great time. Bring some of the silliness all of the silliness over to yeah. 90 Day Fiance. I mean, we talk about it a lot just between ourselves. So this is just, a, again, another conversation that we would be having normally, but this time it's recorded. So, uh-oh. Exactly. <laughs> good times. Good times await us. And and um, as always, I do stream on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Puya. I'm about to embark on the one-year anniversary of my streaming journey. I will be streaming every day for the month of June. So come through, check it out, see how that goes. And then if you're looking for me on Twitter, you can find me twitter.com slash Puya ism. All right. (laughs) And big thank you again to everybody who left the rating and review this season. You not only allowed us to pass a hundred reviews, which means the world to us, but we are now sitting at 117. You broke the mold for Holy Moly 3D and 2D. So when that comes back, we will talk about it guaranteed. 
Now, if you if you would like to leave three more so we hit 120, I will take that. You can do so at robinswebsite.com slash singer. That's M-A-S-K-E-D-S-I-N-G-E-R. And again, we just we appreciate you coming through these journeys with us, especially when we know how silly the show is. We know how ridiculous the podcast is. And now we know how obsessed with Weird Al Liana is. It's great to have you here on the journey with us, as always. And uh, we thank you. We thank you for putting up with the two of us. That's right. Thank you very much. Okay. Can I eat a pop? I want a popsicle. Are we done? All right. Uh, We are now done. This is the portion of the goodbye portion of the podcast. So (laughs) you take care. Have a have a good off season. We'll be back in your ears with 90 day. If you watch 90 day. But in this feed with Holy Moly 3D and 2D at least once before season six of The Masked Singer, which is confirmed to be in the fall. Until then, take care. Have a good one. And if you've made it to this part of the podcast, which maybe some people have signed off, do send a photo or a gif of Weird Al to us on Twitter to mark the end of it, because now we know that you finished the podcast. We appreciate you. Take care. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.